<laughs> me screaming F you at the computer for 20 minutes. Oh, I didn't even hear that part. Um, no, it's because you couldn't right. hear me. That, that is true. Scott's on the line. Oh, let's get in here. Greetings. And salutations. Indeed. Can you, can you uh, guess what I've been listening to? Luckily, I have nothing. Critical role, perhaps. <laughs> Scott, you have returned. I have. You've made yes. it. Prodigal son, your mother and, and I were very awake. awake. I think we are hot. I think we are flowing. We are hot, hot. live, and flowing. Hey, hey Scott. <laughs> we got that in person since that last year. Flowing in a while. We've had a big dam of, of the hot and live and flowing for far too long. And the dam has burst. Indeed. By the way, greetings, April. I'm starting to think this channel is dead. It it kind of is in a lot of ways. But let's switch over to well, the main. Well, in fairness, or... we announced like four minutes ago that we were going to do this, and it is a Friday evening. So I feel like we're in the old Star Trek time slot from season three. Well, I just realized uh, yeah. I've the entire time for the chat. Oops. Oh well. It isn't Poofa unless. That's true. You did too what for the chat? I, 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 my mic was muted. Oh, okay. Well, and hi, Bob's I, here. <laughs> I'm also going to le- level you guys up. April, do me a favor. Help me with, uh, with audio levels, if you would. If, if people are too loud. Hold on. Let me just, know. let me just do her job for her. April, it's going to sound terrible. She's also. <laughs> spoiler alert. It's going to sound terrible. <laughs> uh, 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 spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You know how I was, like, that huge fan of um, fan films for years, and I would watch the ones from, like, 1997, and they'd be awful, and then by 2008, the same group had them, like, really, really good. I'm proud to say our quality <laughs> levels are consistent throughout all. <laughs> we do. Consistently bad? Consistently, consistently bad, yes. Consistently, yeah, consistently out there. You never know what... I think our quality levels were probably the best when we were doing, like, Everybody has to record their own thing, and it takes twelve times as long to edit. Oh, you, didn't we do that? Oh, like you mean like spellcasting, like how, doing things? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Well, here's the difference: mm. we've had four hundred episodes. How many spellcasts were there? Oh, yeah. Well, quality <laughs> yes, of quality. When we were doing that, it was peoncasts, so they're shorter. Uh, yeah. Like, for example, that could have been out of it out right there, but now we don't have the technology, <laughs> so we leave. <laughs> so we leave it in and call it rustic. It's yeah, rustic. It's, it's our live uh, ambiance. Our first extreme edition podcast. Code Ryan doesn't want to edit that out. Pretty much. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ryan doesn't want to edit it out. No, the first extreme podcast was uh, special edition four. It was Jen and the uh, Grizzly Bear. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, oh yeah. That's nowadays, that would have been fun to listen to on my way through home for six hours less weekend oh my goodness mm-hmm. well now i can just listen to an audible and instead of listening to my horrible sound quality i can listen to martin sheen oh by the way there's a free martin sheen audible out there for those of you who are driving through really Which what, one? what is it you're listening to again i have an audible membership so i have a bunch of um audibles that i listen to from time to time but there is a freebie that is available now, actually. I don't know if you have to be an Audible member, but it is Martin Sheen is the narrator, and he narr- it's uh, about World War II, the American society during World War II, something, something. I'll look it up right now and tell you what it is. Oh, and I have a new computer, and it has a really mm-hmm. loud keyboard. Like, Lady Cheese microphone got together with another loud microphone, and they gave birth it, to it this It sounds keyboard. like Aaron. It does. It does sound like Aaron. 
Well, the only good thing. Are you about playing World of Warcraft? I am not. My cat. <laughs> well, that was actually my cat going crazy and attacking the stairs. No, um, it's called the Home Front. The Home Front, uh, narrated by Marvin Sheen. It's an audible original. Uh, listen to award-winning actor Marvin Sheen. Do something. It just switched me to something else. Uh, explore life at home through American voices of the time, which is World War II. So it's free. So, it like is. us, Can't so be free. you have the choice between this, which is free, and something narrated by President Bartlett, which is also free, so it's kind of up to you. Oh, President There's Bartlett. One, actually, really? I'm trying to get download the West Wing Weekly episode that has Mark Harmon on it, but my computer is being a butt and nothing is working. Spoilers, we know when he stops being on it. I know, yeah. it's very sad. Very sad. Well, that's the thing. Well, At what point does spoiler space expire? I think it's a year. Because well, that episode was in, that episode was in two thousand two. Yeah, ten years is definitely safe. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I think you know you should always try to like you shouldn't be like running out spoilers. Like, hey, everyone, let's spoil everything. But at the same time, like, if you haven't gotten to something within a decade. Yeah, you can't be upset for being spoiled. Well, that no. it's it's not the upset part. It's you would hate for someone just to never have gotten around to it. Like I feel like everything I'm doing in the last month and pissing one person or another off. I put a meme up uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, in response to the um, ban on transgender soldiers, and it's mm-hmm. Klinger from Mash um, with the hashtag Stand with Klinger. And if you've never seen MASH because you're living under a rock, yeah. Klinger wore dresses to try and get out of the military. And apparently that set off like this massive firestorm. So I was trying to explain to a couple people who had never watched the show what Klinger's character was all about. And I'm like, and spoilers, this is how the last episode ends. I'm doing math in my head. Like the last episode aired in 1983. So really, it's like 34 years. At this point, I should have assumed you've seen it, Yes. Yeah. You would hope. Yeah, so. Well, and the not, thing with entertainment yeah. stuff is you never know when somebody's mm. going to pick something up and start it. Because, like, there are people who weren't alive 34 years ago that might decide, hey, I heard this MASH thing is good. Right. You know. Well, that's the thing. And there's stuff <laughs> on, like, MASH in particular. There's one episode that you do not want to spoil anyone who has not seen the show. This was kind of like how the last episode ends. And it's cute and it's funny. But, like, I'm going to give you a hint. It's a show about the Korean War. Guess what happens in the last episode? Yeah. The so, war ends? The war might Everybody end. dies? Yeah, the 11-year uh-huh. TV show about a three-year war. But, yeah, so it, it kind of... I'll even tell you now. The joke is the guy wants to get out of the war. He'll do anything to get out of the war. He'll wear dresses. Guess what happens in the last episode? He's the only one to stay. Ha! <laughs> mm-hmm. 35 years old. <laughs> so, I wasn't sure what the rule was with the spoilers. No, I, I think that's safe to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of spoilers, spoilers... Let's get this episode of Point of View Weekly started. Yay! That was a Not horrible transition. Sure that that was works, but horrible. Good no, job. that was horribly bad. That was bad. Look, if the North Koreans hit us with an EMP and that's the last one of these we do, that was a bad way to go out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. My damn computer won't work. <laughs> Brian does not remember the rules of whenever I say that. That means everyone shut the fuck up. I threw anyway. that out there and I paused. I got it. Oh, right. Oh, right. You're the one that said it. Said it so. Sorry, live stream listeners. Anyway. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota. It's the morning show that really isn't 
Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's going like, to have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. Oh, wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. When I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, my way, I can't cook. I, I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning right, dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing Bob? I'm so there? sorry, Be your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was season 2A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it oatmo. Wake up and smell the oatmo. Oh, smell the oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Poobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was so darn cute, but it was... Jen, what are you doing? I had a splinter in my fist and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I am drinking. Oh, I wish that I was. Ooh, this would be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I do. even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Yeah. Good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Race just says, nope, sorry, Bob. Ray, thought you'd have my back. Doesn't have the front. <laughs> it's fracking cold here. Ted, I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down. Oh, He's slowing down. down. We have everyone watching at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file. This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality. It's like one-tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People had no interest in being my friend. Really? I need my own. see out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the mech-mech-orgasm thing that Bobby said one time. Of a gorgasm? That's hilarious. It's harder to say than mayoral. That's wicked funny. That's the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. C-O-M-E, Jen. Bob is a boot man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. 
Wake up and smell the coffee, Poopwainians. This is Point of View Weekly, the morning yet not really morning show, part of the Perfect Weekly family of podcasts. I'm your host, Bob, and I'm here at the Table of Awesome with several of my closest of friends. It has been far too long, all of you. I'm so happy to see each of you. But first, he is the... uh, Oh, wait, I was going to use Danielle's intro on Ryan. That doesn't work all that well. He is my BFF, (laughs) my bestest friend, Ryan. How you doing? How you doing, Bob? And... I just want to say Bob and I have a really strong relationship. He yells at me if I text him before seven in the morning. <laughs> well, Most people would. Mm, no, yeah. It's not so much the 7 a.m. It's more along the lines of the five or 4 a.m. Well, what happens is it's 7 a.m. Uh, for me and I forget there's a, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I have, I have several East Coaster friends now who text me all the time at that time. I've learned to hit the, the, uh, the silence button. But before speaking, you go to bed. Hmm? Yeah. Before you go to bed. Yeah, before I go to bed. So, but speaking of friends who happen to be maple flavored Canadians, it's none other than Scott. Scott, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> Were we speaking of that? Yes, I'm doing well. Um, I may, you know, pass out on you at some point during this because I'm still jet lagged, but I am glad to be back and chatting with you guys. Excuses, excuses. Speaking of falling asleep. <laughs> Oh, God, it's a horrible transition. <laughs> Speaking of falling asleep, it's our ever-loving Sue. That's all we well, can Well, aside from screaming at the computer for the last 20 minutes trying to get it to work, it's going very well, thank you. By the way, Sue's on fire? Yes, yeah, slightly. How and close actually, is your, I hear, is your nearest fire, Sue? Um, Like, di- drive distance time-wise. 45 minutes? Yep, mine's about 30. Yeah. We drove through it right before they closed the highway. We were the last cars through. Oh, wow. Before it, it took over and then jumped the river. I can't believe it jumped the river. That's just amazing to me. Yeah. Good old West Coast fires. Yeah, it was a 15-year-old mm-hmm. saying how fireworks, right? Yes. Ours yes. Natural Apparently, he set off the fireworks into a ravine, and somebody else said, do you know that you just started a wildfire? And he just went... What do you want me to do about it now? And I yeah. hope they arrest him. Well, they know who he is. No, they're, that's good. They're trying to determine whether or not to charge him with um, malicious burning or premeditated or, or arson. So I think that's they, pretty arson-like. They can. I mean, I know he's a teenager and, and he made a stupid mistake. I think he needs to pay for it. Um, I think he needs to do like community service and help people rebuild and replant things and stuff like that. I think that he, he needs to be held accountable. I don't know that he needs to go to jail for the rest of his life. I think he'd learn more if he had to help rebuild and plant, but that's just me. Mm, perhaps. I'm the jail system is weird generally. Yeah. Uh, so April is chiming in, uh, saying that I'm in the path of Irma, North Georgia, at least, in the end parts of it. Yeah, yeah. Because we have the we have the we have the left coast on fire, and then we have the right coast drowning in, in inundated in, inundated with hurricanes and storms and flooding. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those I, times when I'm glad to just be in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Canadian it's today. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Texas not very long ago was getting poured on, and they're in the middle. Yeah, yeah, so. that's true. But they do have a coast. Yeah, 
That's true. I think my favorite Puffla moment of, not to say that there's any good moments of any of this, but it was right before Harvey made landfall. Uh, Melinda put up a comment on Facebook about, it was in reference to Jules, who lives in, in Texas, and it was something like, you know, like, hang in there, Jules, or so sorry, Jules. It, was, it was something of that nature. And I sent her a message saying, like, you know, oh my god, like, is, is Jules in the path of it? Did something happen? Did I miss something? And she wrote back, I feel absolutely terrible. That was about football. <laughs> and Jules, re- <laughs> and everyone responded, and Jules said, thank you so much, Melinda. That was you know, very hard. And Melinda's like, I can't say anything now. I was talking about football. <laughs> you totally forgot there was a hurricane. Oh, Melinda. Oh, we love Melinda. We do. Well, since we've spoken, my we had a memorial service for my uncle who passed away in December, and my other aunt and uncle, the ones that live in Florida, came to the memorial service, and then they were supposed to come to my house for two or three days or five days, something like that, before they traveled back across country to Florida in their motorhome named Rob rickety old bus Rob. Wow. Well, they got here. I knew you'd like that. And my uncle started feeling really sick. He's recovering from cancer treatment and they ended up staying for two and a half, three weeks because he wasn't well enough to go. And we finally got him well enough to get on the road and instead of doing their leisurely trip across country that they planned, they rushed home so he could go see his doctor and they got home just in time for this, for Irma to be bearing down on them. And so I guess they made it out to the boat. They live in Key West on a boat, on a, on a sailboat. Mm. And I think they were able to batten down the boat before they evacuated, but I don't know. And I know that they're both really upset because they didn't have very much time to get anything done because they were in the process of traveling. And they're in Key West? Yeah, they live in Key West. With a boat? On a boat. It's their only home. That, that does yeah. not sound promising, no. no. No, not in hurricane season. Like, I can't spin that. Like, there's, that does not sound... No, no. It was just, yeah. We sure enjoyed having them here, though. It was a lot of fun. Well, like, you can usually tell how bad it's going to be by how long Disney World closes because they, like, stay open through everything and anything. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're closed through Monday. Yeah. Um, I yeah. have friends in Florida who posted they evacuated to Georgia and they took their girls on a vacation in Georgia. And another friend in Central Florida used to work with them. Let's just call him, for the sake of argument, a boob. And um, someone posted on his Facebook wall, have you evacuated? And he says, no, if the eye looks like it's going to go right over our, our trailer. I just have to say this. When you use the phrase, the high of the eye of the hurricane should pass directly over our trailer, things are not going to end well. Not so much. Probably not. So someone said, what happens if it moves to the left? His response was, my left or your left? (laughs) Okay. These are the people. I'm I'm a friend of mine. It doesn't matter. A friend of mine, we were comparing crazy family. In the eye of a storm, you have to pass through the rest of it. A friend of mine has two relatives in Florida, one with a two year old, one with a five year old. The relative with the two year old sent his wife and the two year old to safety while he stays around to, quote, keep an eye on things. So we're never going to see that poor bastard again. The other one stays with the five-year-old in Florida because, quote, hurricanes are cool. Well, okay. In their defense, you've heard my tornado story, haven't you? 
I'm Thanks. sure you've heard it, but you probably don't remember it. You've so, been standing next to Jen, so like when I was a teenager, ooh, I got to read this. When I was a teenager, I used to go to my uncle, my great grandfather's house in Nebraska, and sell fireworks. That was my my job as a teenager. I got ten percent of what I sold, and so mom and I went out and we were selling fireworks. And all of a sudden, the sirens went off and tornado and and all of this stuff. And so people started, like, running all around, and they were battening down the firework stands. And everybody was, like, scurrying around. And Mom and I were standing just inside the door to the house watching the thunder and lightning storm because it was way cool. While everybody else was just, like, running like chickens with their heads cut off. And Mom looked at me and went, do you think we should be worried? And I'm like... No, this is fun. <laughs> and then they made us go into the tornado shelter. Which turned out to be a stupid hallway. I was so upset. I was expecting to go in a basement. I'd heard about the tornado shelter for years. We'd never had a tornado. I was all excited. We we're going to go down into the tornado. I was going to be able to do fun things. No, I had to sit in a hallway and they wouldn't let me go get my book. I was bored out of my mind. It was very sad. I have a friend who uh, is originally from Puerto Rico, and her son lives there. So I was talking to her yesterday, and I'm like, you know, is your, have you spoken to your son? Because Herb is heading right from Puerto Rico. She said, I spoke to him. They're, they're staying at home. I said, well, is their house, like, inland? Is it near the water? Is it secure? She's like, oh, it's a cement house. They'll be fine. I'm like, well, what about the roof on the house? Are you concerned it will just rip the roof off the house? She looks at me. She's like, it's a cement roof. I just look back and I'm like, you're a hardy people, are you not? <laughs> like, you cement house, cement wow. <laughs> wow. I'm like, oh no, my mom's cement roof, really? Yeah, cement house with a cement roof is what she told me. Yeah. I'm just trying That's how how is that like how's that even possible? I don't know. Unless I mean, it's possible. Like, I guess if it's like a bunker or if it's like a block. Yeah, it's like, it has to be a block. It's because like if she's like if she's like if she's referring to like cement like shingles on a roof. That ain't gonna help all that much. I'm, I took it to being mm-hmm. it was a block that was like reinforced, but I was like, ah, you you are a hardy people. Yeah. Oh, and the time we've been I'm sitting here, I've just been doodling on my computer, and I found out I was um, one of the 143 million Americans compromised by Equifax. So, woohoo! Oh well, that sounds like fun. Oh boy. Um, well, while you're um, doodling on your computer, I am doing the same. Scott, is today your mother's birthday? Tomorrow. Okay. Somebody's wished it to her today, so I. Normally, Facebook would tell me, and I thought, well, maybe I missed something. So I, I will wish her a happy yeah, birthday tomorrow. tomorrow. And everyone else should feel free mm-hmm. to join in. Wish yes. Yes. Scott's mother a very happy birthday. I did She's enjoy a cool lady, so the, you should do that. The post our friend Lauren made, um, I think it was, I guess it would have been yesterday. It says it was 23 hours ago. And she's like, you know. The storm itself is no joke, but this is a good joke. And then the bit that she shared is somebody who's made like a kind of one of those Indiana Jones line maps, except uh, the beginning is the little uh, hurricane spiral and the end is Mickey Mouse ears. And it's like, it just became the strongest storm in U.S. history. What are you going to do next? I'm going to Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing is an article. An article went around, it might still be out there, it's like, what will Disney do in the event of a hurricane? It's this boilerplate article that's been around forever, and they, you know, shut down the parks, and they, first they get rid of, like, the outdoor stuff, then they 
you know, give free food, which they really don't do, and they have, like, all these events for the people to keep them entertained. But, like, there was one line of it that was, like, we will tie down and secure our guests. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, that seems a little um, hard, okay. don't you think? <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> I guess if you don't have time to get them out, you know, give them a tether or something. But well, yeah. then the funny thing is, like, Why? it's like, it shows where you are as a people when Texas is flooded and, you know, St. Martin, poor Donald Trump lost his $28 million mansion on St. Martin. And, you know, all these horrible things are happening and locusts and Oregon's on fire and, you know, California's on fire and all these terrible things are happening. The big post on the Disney blogs today was they're taking down all of the, um, like the walls at Disney, like all of the, um, like the construction walls, they're taking them down so they won't blow away in the storm. And now you can see star Wars land being built and you've got like everyone. You see Scott's house, Bob's house could burn at any moment. Scott's the only one left. Sue, the, the fumes are getting closer, but Oh my God, what did we see? Exactly. Come <laughs> that on. Was the, that is there was, pictures? Apparently, there's pictures. I think my understanding of it is you can see it like in the distance. What they did uh, was, if you've been to Hollywood Studios, um, the area, like if you're going towards where um, the Muppet Theater is, past that was um, mm. the the outdoor, um, like the the San Francisco sets, like the the outdoor sets, and they're remaking part of that into. Um, like a different street set. They're keeping this street set theme, but they're repurposing the whole thing and they're putting in like this really nice restaurant. So it's basically like the, the wall came down right in front of the restaurant. And um, so you can see all that piece. And then in the distance going back towards where um, the light, the light action motor show used to be, that's where star Wars lines going. I think you can see mm-hmm. like, the, like the side of the city. Um, from there, if you Google it, it's all over the place now. But I, that was the thing that was captivating people, even though the country is burning down and the North Koreans are coming over the wall and everything. We can see Star Wars land. So all is hey, going to get lost. As long as I think Star Wars land before uh, North Korea gets here, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the thing. There you oh, go. Boy. Did you notice the excitement on the line when I said that? Like, oh my God, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Star Wars land. Woohoo! Which will be open in what twenty twenty something twenty nineteen, something like that. Something nineteen. Well, none of us could have done it, but Ryan, you could have done it uh, for the for September first this year, because it was nineteen years later in epilogue time. Mm-hmm. MuggleNet rented out part of Harry Potter Land in Florida, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the tickets cost, but. What the hell is their cash flow over at MuggleNet that they're renting out Harry Potter? How are they still doing that kind of money? There's only so many T-shirts Emerson could have sold all these years. They're, uh, uh, you know, what do you call it when you're being crowdfunded by... um, GoFundMe. Not um, GoFundMe. It's the the podcast fund. What's Patreon? They have a lot of Patreon sponsors. Mm. And I think the tickets were probably $300, $350 a piece because you got... Only Harry Potter fans in the park and unlimited food and drink. Wow. Sheesh. So it would have been expensive tickets. But they I'm I'm sure they recouped their money. They rented it out and then sold the tickets and recouped their money. I'm just thinking if if they sold alcohol and we let Melinda and Tina in there, that could have been the end of the whole thing. They do <laughs> sell alcohol in that particular they park. Do. Oh, and they 
they had the train so you could go and be right on the train just like the kids did 19 years later and all that stuff. A bunch of drunk it sounded Harry Potter really fans cool. would be like on the roof of the train as it goes back. <laughs> well, up there with We the, actually yeah, had one of the, the guys who witch. plays the train conductor in Ireland, so there you go. <laughs> Yay, there you go. Yeah. I think I he was, that he was playing um he was playing James Potter in some of their ongoing story things, but then he also had a panel and talked about, you know, how he wound up auditioning for um, the park in L.A. and then wound up the Orlando one. And then next year he's going to Japan, apparently, because he's he's gotten high enough that he sort of um, trains other people on how to be like uh, a character in the Harry Potter land. When you say the train oh, conductor, is he the he actually is the guy who quote unquote drives the Hogwarts Express or is it the um Yeah. Because he's the guy who's who's there standing next to the train and it's like, Oh, hello, welcome to Hogsmeade. You know, yeah, okay. Cause, yeah, cause in, um, yeah. I don't know how it is in California, cause for Florida, because they had the Wizarding World of Harry Potter first, there was like that front of the Hogwarts Express and mm-hmm. that was where the park ended. And then mm-hmm. when they built the mm-hmm. Hogwarts Express and the, and the train station, you walked down in, into the Hogsmeade station and there was the actual train. So this is just the guy who's in front of like the, the bust of the train. The facade, yeah. Well, I told you I that. I feel like it's both. Or he's he's at least the because originally he was just the guy who was standing next to the fake train. Yeah. Uh, now that he works in Orlando, he's like on the train and can walk through the cars and stuff and be he's the conductor while you're on the train. But uh, he's cool. probably cool. not the guy actually driving the train. <laughs> well, there's probably no one driving the train because we know how that that effect was done. It's all electronics. I, I told you the story about me and the and the conductor of the Hogwarts Express and your boss and my boss. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then I won't do it again. Go back and find it in the past episode if you want to know. <laughs> I say, can we get, can we get, can we get a, uh, an editor mark here for uh, and, and answer that story for those who don't remember? It's a good story. Yeah. I don't know. Do we remember where it is? Why don't you just retell it and we'll pretend like I put it in new? Everyone go ooh and ah at the appropriate junctions. So my boss, who has never seen the Harry Potter movies, who I almost scalded with coffee because he thought he was spoiling me on how Deathly Hallows ended two days before it came out, Went to he goes to Orlando all the time for a timeshare. So he went to Universal Studios and he took a picture with the conductor of the Hogwarts Express. He has on the bulletin board in his office. Every time I go in to ask him a question, he takes it out, holds it in front of me, says, "Which one of us went? Which one of us went?" He's been doing this to me for years, so it gets a little annoying after a while. So when I went there, there's, there's a bunch of conductors. You know, obviously they have schedules, and you know, there's probably right. five or ten of them. It's the same guy. So I went up and I explained to him what my boss had done, and we took a lot of pictures, which were essentially us taunting my boss, and I sent them all to him at work, and it was rather amusing. <laughs> oh, that is so original, Ryan. Oh, wow. So cool. Well, I'm like a fire, but yeah. yeah. Apparently, there yeah. are there are several of them. They have shifts and such. Uh, this particular guy was lucky enough to be there for some of the openings and things, so he met some oh, of the fun. actors and stuff when they came in to do stuff. Um, but he says one of them... One of the guys that he works with uh, has like an encyclopedic knowledge of a bunch of Harry Potter stuff. Like he he's a real fan too, and he knows some of the obscure things and has learned like stuff he can use to uh, you know misdirect people who are trying to uh, get him to break character and things like that. Like, apparently, the um, the trolley conductor people are not allowed to have a wand by WB, so they come up with if you 
come up to him and ask him, hey, where's your wand? It's like, well, you know, we're in a muggle area, and according to the uh, statute of secrecy of 1689, you can't have your wand out while you're, uh, you know, in presence of muggles. So really, you're uh, probably breaking the rules right now with that one there, but uh, I'll uh, let it slide, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but this coworker of his, who also plays the conductor at different times, just apparently got to give a tour to, I think it was John Noe from Pottercast, mm-hmm. and was, you know, pointing out all these little details and things and how they relate to stuff in the books and so on. And on another Pottercast, he, on the Pottercast they did after that, John Noe said, who plays the conductor who knows absolutely everything and apparently asked people to like go and try to stump the conductor and so the guy who was there in ireland was like yeah thanks a lot john that was uh, that was great <laughs> now we have people you know <laughs> no it would have been awesome if when cursed child came out remember the the the, the trolley cart lady turned out to be mm-hmm. like the crazy yeah like on the roof. now she's not on the roof she's not in any way incorporated, I think, into the parks, right? There's nothing with the trolley cart lady, I can recall. No. Could you imagine Not if they, like, if they kept that in the book, but they made, like, and then the conductor came out and he turned into, like, a cyclops or something, like, something really stupid, and then that guy had to go to work the next day and be like, apparently I'm a cyclops now. Like, I was just picturing how that, I've been talking about that play for the last couple of days, how much it, like, Damage, I think. The How horrible it is to the yeah. cannon. But, yeah, could you yeah. imagine if he went to it's like, okay, so apparently I'm a Cyclops now. I'm a Cyclops now? Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. I can imagine if they actually had, you know, trolley ladies um, doing the thing. And it's like, well, uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to let all of you go and hire martial arts experts to take your places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was debating it with, um, I don't know. I was talking to Melinda earlier today. She's writing a new fic and I was doing some, um, bathering for her. And there was this whole section with, I with, got a writer with, um, Amos, with Amos Diggory. And I responded back. I'm regret. I regret saying this, but this part is canon compliant because it was, I, I didn't like Amos and Cursed Child. And that was <laughs> the, the direction she went. So she was defending Cursed Child. I'm like, let me ask you this. I invite you on Potterfic Weekly. I hand you Cursed Child. I tell you someone named Bob wrote it. What do you think of, like... Mm-hmm. Not you, Bob. Other Bob. Different Bob. Different Bob. Did you just, Different like... Bob. It sounds like someone was just snorting cocaine. I don't mean to, like, pry. <laughs> no, not not me. It's fine. I'm fairly sure you're here at Pigs Ride. Okay. I did it not hear me, anything. It was me, Ryan. Me. It was me. You're having a stressful day. I leaned back and pulled the board that the computer sits on on my bed forward, Mm -hmm. and I was afraid the computer was going to fall off onto the floor, so I shoved it back, and it made a funny sound. It did make a funny sound. Uh, The sound of snorting Mm -hmm. cocaine. Oh, well, you know, I needed to relax after blowing up the computer earlier. She said a very stressful, <laughs> very, very stressful day. And I'm, like, doing very well because I'm sitting directly under Ella's bedroom right now, and she has not woken up. Yay! Yay. How is Danielle? Um, she went to bed a little while ago. Bob, you spoke to her. How did she seem? Um, she seemed short and abrupt. <laughs> Quite blunt. Oh. I was like, hi, Danielle. And then Ryan's like, Bob says hi. And she's like, Hi. Mm, she's really sick. Yeah, she's really under the weather. She's pretty sick. Poor thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Send positive thoughts to, and uh, whatnot to uh, to Danielle. So it's, Danielle. Well, Bob sounds like he's about so to fall Mooney asleep, has so. joined us in the stream. Yo, Mooney. Y'all know. Really? Read mm-hmm. less books. Oh, they must be <laughs> chatting elsewhere. Um, she's in the Skype chat. I posted in both Skype chats that One we were day, live. she started reading three books and finished them all by the end of the day. I'm calling BS on Mooney's little thing here. <laughs> she's already explained it to you. I know I times. don't. She starts if she doesn't like it. Also, hi to Abacadabby in the chat as well. Hey. I know that name somehow. You're like, hey. Somehow. <laughs> that person. I know that name. So Abacadabby's mm-hmm. like, I live. Walker lives where I live and actually lives not that far from you. Okay. <laughs> okay. No one else can hear this but us, right? Okay. Oh, did anyone? So. Did anyone? <laughs> I'm fairly sure that didn't pick up very well. Did anyone <laughs> confirm the new Puffwanian? I forgot to do that. Is there a new Puffwanian? On uh, not on the forum on the on the on the Facebook. Oh, I did that this morning. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. I, I remember seeing that. I'm like, Sue will grab it. <laughs> That's what I forgot. Your 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 username was Chambers for Spellcast. But anyway, I digress. Um, so I uh, I went away this for the long weekend because when I was at the memorial for my uncle, mm-hmm. my brother um, in a rather inebriated state said to me, "Sue, you have friends, right?" Why, does, like, why does your brother no. have a British accent all of a sudden? Well, because he was inebriated. Hang on a minute. He went English. Hashtag all drunk people are British. He's calling no. right now. Fairly sure that doesn't work. You're right. Hashtag all British people are drunk. He was, well, I was trying to do drunk. I wasn't trying to do British. But anyhow, okay. he told me that I needed to bring my friends up to play D&D because the, there's a perfect table space for D&D at my uncle's house. So I took my D&D crew to my uncle's beach house and we played D&D and swam and all of that stuff but it had a very sad ending so not only did we have the fire but they had this old golden retriever dog and we took her with us mm-hmm. and she died the night we came home but she had a oh grand gosh. time she went swimming and kayaking and she floated on the lake and she had pork chops for dinner so it was this wonderful grand last hurrah for her. So that was kind of sense. This is going to be a bittersweet episode of the point of view weekly. Like the dog died, Oregon's on fire. There's a tornado. California's on fire. I like how he completely ignores how California is on fire. Irma. Well, it's because he's been to the place that's on fire. Are we writing a country song? Exactly. You're on point on that, right? And Scott's been to the place (laughs) where that's burning as well. This episode episode title is going to be Bob's on fire. Bob's on fire. That sounds like a good one. Uh, it's like fantastic. it's my favorite Babylon Five story about the fire. Awesome. By the way, I've decided that I want a golden retriever puppy. Oh, the they're hell? very cute. I don't know. I don't know when, but that when I get a dog, like my family's always gotten uh, English Springer Spaniels, but in honor of my, you guys all know that I I stream and I play Animal Crossing, and my favorite where you, where you live in a town full of animals, and my favorite villager is a golden retriever named Goldie. So whenever I do finally get a dog, I want to get a golden retriever, and I want to name her Goldie. So I may have to get Ella a dog because she just walks around saying "woof" to everything. She has three cats. All she mm. says is "woof." So. Well, maybe she's a dog person and she's rebelling against her parents. Like, do you know how much I pay for the cats? Now we have to get a dog? I, I, I don't see this happening. 
So we should probably talk about the thing we should probably clarify to people is we all got together to do a podcast in the last several weeks and we lost it because my computer was so antiquated at the time it deleted the podcast upon completion. So we have it. We've been talking recently, but none of it's been recorded. So what we've been up to it was very sad. It was very sad. Mm-hmm. I felt really bad for like half an hour. I did for <laughs> half an hour. I have to let these things go. You just got to move on. Go rip the bandaid. Just move on. That is true. So, uh, so no. Scott, I think has the best Harry Potter story. So I want to hear from Scott here because you went to LeakyCon. I did. Oh, thank it God. Was God. Fun. It was fun. It was a great time. time. I'm like maybe it was like one of those Muggle Net things. I'm old. <laughs> Where did you go? <laughs> it was actually LeakyCon. Okay. Um, it in- still seems like a weird name to me, but it's put on by the people who ran the Leaky Cauldron, so that's what they call it. Um, Thanks. Yeah. I was saying to, I think I said it to Kat while we were there, because that's who I went with. But um, mm-hmm. So, somebody there I was mentioning that uh, I would have called it Cauldron Con. Then you at mm. least have some conception of what it is when you're hearing that, because Leaky Con could be any number of things, not all of which are pleasant. Um, it's true. But, you know, it works. It's what they've done for years, and they have fun. Um, and, you know, they made it into a whole organization called Mischief Managed that puts on cons. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it was a great time. Um, I, you know, planned extra days around either end so as to not get too completely exhausted. And mm-hmm. I th- Kat and I think we've figured out the, the trick to not getting con crud is to stick around and not immediately go into a plane with a bunch of strangers um, after you've already depressed your immune system being at a con. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. And then you went and had Guinness, and that'll kill everything. <laughs> yes, I suppose. It kills a few things, at least. <laughs> did you do touristy stuff in Dublin, or did you just head to Yes. No, what's the uh, uh, what's the a, famous statue? We did a there? few different things. Did you see? Um, is it the tart, um, the tart with the cart? Yes. Or uh, there's also the uh, the Pluzy and the fountain was another one. Okay. Yeah, cause I it, don't think we actually saw those, but uh, we pointed out like which direction they would yeah, be in if the tart, we ended up going. It's called the tart with the cart and the and the trollop with the scallop, and it has another name too. Yeah, very it's famous. Molly Malone. Yes, is uh, one of them, is, and then. And I've heard songs about her, but I don't think we ever actually went and saw her statue. It's apparently a very famous door, too, I saw. Like, I landed in mm. Dublin, and they, they were taking us around, and they showed us this door, like, an hour after we landed, and we're all jet-lagged and tired, and we're like, the hell are we looking at? But yeah. apparently this door is something to see. Yeah. Our first so you- non-con day, um, we, we went to uh, the Dublin Zoo, which was a lot of fun. I probably took as many pictures there as I took during the rest of the con, um, but there was a lot of walking to get there and back. Um, mm. And, you know, being a zoo, walking around as well. Um, that's sort of the downside of the whole trip is I managed to develop some blisters on my feet because I got new uh, new boots because I thought, you know, we'll be trekking around places. You might want something not uh, that's not, you know, wearing away. But uh, I also hadn't completely broken them in, I guess, or they weren't, uh, they weren't, as well fitted as I thought when I bought them or something, but uh, I'll probably need to go and get insoles or something, but they weren't too bad. And they have a really good tram system there, which is fun. It's, um, you know, basically streetcars, but it's, or 
they're set up like streetcars with the overhead wires, but it's a train, basically. Oh, that's cool. Um, I never saw that. Mm-hmm. I just saw it's the like, traditional... It, it like, looks like there. a little mini bullet train, because both ends are kind of that shape. Uh-huh. And you, there are four or five cars that you can get onto, and then uh, I bought a thing called a leap card, which works for the trams and any of the buses and various other transportation things around Dublin, except for like specific uh, tourist attraction ones. Um, and you just, you know, tap it at the station and it debits two euros and 35 cents or whatever yeah. it is. And, um, and you can go on the tram as far as you need in whichever direction you're going. And, um, we, I learned some Gaelic phrases because they, much like Canadian transportation, which likes to do English and French, they do English and Gaelic for all the stops. So. Yeah, I am such a But unfortunately, country, but... a lot of the attractions are, you know, vaguely nearby the tram stops, but not like right there. So yeah. there was still a lot of walking on the other end once we got into downtown or whichever area yeah. the things were. Yeah. Right. If you ever get back there, definitely travel outside the city. I think because I spent my honeymoon there, I think Dublin was actually my least favorite part of Ireland because it reminded me so much of Boston and so much of what I'm used to around here. But Ireland itself is just... Well, that a, would make sense, because there's a lot of Irish people in Boston. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so, like, we got back there, I'm like, oh, we just flew across the, the ocean, and we're, we're still here. Uh, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, when you get to, like, the western side of it, like, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful country. I loved it there. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun, even within Dublin, and very pretty. Lots of green stuff, and trees that we don't get here and all of that kind of thing. Well, it's really funny for me because when I, I was in London, then I went to Dublin from London and so you're in London and this is your gorgeous city and you, you see all you know, the houses of parliament and everything. It's just, it's, it's, it's very overpowering. And we went to Dublin, but they dropped us in like a suburb outside of Dublin and you couldn't see Dublin from the suburb. So we thought we were in Dublin and Dublin was just a small town. And we felt very let oh, down. Okay. We're like, oh, look, Dublin has a Walgreens and it's closed. Like, it was just like this <laughs> complete letdown. It took us like an hour before we realized, ah, oh, this is actually not Dublin proper. Dublin's like 70 miles to the But, yeah. Mm-hmm. 70 miles, that's a huge track. Probably not that far. As soon as I said it, I'm like, don't let anyone catch that. I just said 70 miles. 70 <laughs> miles is like, it's, a, it's an hour and 10 minute drive, but we just got dropped off. Yeah. And there was like, you knew Bob would catch it. I knew he would too. Yeah. Mm. We we found like a supermarket that was open that had like a cool escalator. And like, that was the big thing. It's like, I miss London. Like, London had so much more. Then we realized we weren't actually anywhere. But, um, yeah, I love that. Was one thing about, um, where, where we were staying was the Con Hotel, which was the City West Hotel, Mm -hmm. which is quite nice, but is like basically the only thing in that area of the city. Like, there's the hotel. And there's a school, which is actually behind, like, a stone wall and looks like it's part castle, which is really cool. And um, then if you if you go away, is further away, you get to a shopping center and such. But that's, it's like, the, it's the last stop on the tram is mm-hmm. where you go to get to the hotel. And then everything else is at least in from there. <laughs> um can you picture being in Melissa and Nelly's living room and they're like, we got a really good deal in Boston for Leaky Con, but if we move it to Dublin, we'll save like $12 a day. <laughs> so they booked it like at the end of the subway line. In Dublin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's quite nice, but it was definitely yeah. separated from everything else. Um, well, it took you forever to get there. You had to fly over the ocean. 
Oh, yeah, there's that, too. Yeah, they'll never find us there. Cat <laughs> was amused at one point when we went to the zoo because uh, they have uh, California sea lions. She's like, hmm, I flew 500,000 miles from California to Ireland to see <laughs> California sea lions. <laughs> they're, probably the, they're probably the small ones. Uh, but that that was our day um, after the con was the zoo and then and we deliberately only did one thing that day and it worked and then the next day we went to um, the Trinity College to see the Book of Kells and all of that sort of thing that's where my new Facebook profile picture is from uh, and we stopped at Temple Bar for lunch and a, the you know pub singer play some music and such which was fun and, mm-hmm. and then. I, th- I think we did wind up going to, um, what else? I think that was the day we wound up going to the Guinness storehouse as well. Cause we weren't sure whether there was going to still be time, but it was only like three when we got out of the pub. So we wound up going there. And then for the final day we did, uh, oh, now I can't remember how, where everything went. <laughs> let's get, let's get the jet lag guy on. Mm-hmm. You went really yeah. late at night and asked him what he did and what time yeah. he was there. <laughs> that was the interesting thing, too, because I was supposed to get back here last night, but then the flight yesterday morning that I should have gotten was pushed back four hours, so all my connections were impossible. They routed Scott through Miami. To... <laughs> Not quite, but they did switch. There's switch, some water coming uh, up the side of the plane. <laughs> I did have to get a flight at 6 this morning to come back, so, yeah. <laughs> At least they gave me a hotel in between, so that was nice of them. Yeah, yeah it's no fun to spend the night in the airport. Yeah, never a fun thing. So Scott's back, Scott lived, Scott saw much Irish stuff with Cat. Sue's on fire. Uh-huh. Bob is also on fire, apparently. Bob is also on fire. I'm very well smoked. Very well smoked? Like, so I finally... Are you getting ash? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, I'm I'm looking at my, for those of you who don't know, I'm blind for the most part. Uh, and I, yeah, for the first time in like a decade, I now have glasses again. So not, so you can actually play your games. Well, I mean, I've always had contacts, so that's not the problem. It's just, but, um, well, the reality is I lost my last, last, lost my last contact. So I kind of had to go to the eye doctor and get a, get a new set. But, uh, um, but I finally got a pair of glasses and it's been a, it's been an absolute godsend because the ash and the, uh, all the junk in the mm-hmm. air, like my allergies have been going insane. Like, and I've been basically, even with my contacts blind because of all the junk in my eyes. So but it's kind of funny. You can actually see like all this like dust and it's like this, this ash on my glasses. It's kind of funny in that regard, but I got glasses again. I'm they're kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I haven't worn them in so long. It's like, I'm looking through glass. This feels yeah. different. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, duh. Mm-hmm. You're, waiting, you're, you're looking through glasses. I'm like, yeah. why is there reflections? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> when, you like look, when you're driving and you look out of your peripheral vision to see if there's a car on the side, like because you're like looking from the glass to outside the glass, everything shifts like an inch. And you're like, oh, my God. Where'd that go? mm-hmm. It's like you're, you're on. I'm being run over. Yeah, yeah it's bad. Yep. I'm just laughing because Ella now gets very mad at me when I take my glasses off. So if I ever take them off, she screams. But if Danielle ever puts her glasses on, she screams mm-hmm. because Danielle doesn't usually wear them. So she gets weirded out. So I'm like, yeah, you're going to have to get contacts because 
That's whatever she's used to. Yeah. So she'll, she'll get over it. Mommy go. Yeah. She will. It's gone very, very well. I remembered what the last day was. It's because we didn't go to a specific touristy thing for that day because mm. we decided, you know, let's just see a little bit more of Dublin in general. So we our aim thing that we decided to do was we went on a quest for uh, a really good fish and chips, which we did end up finding. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> Ironically enough, in a Czech restaurant. But, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Mm, yeah. We tried, we got directions to a, well, Kat looked up a place in the hotel and I was foolish enough not to look as well when she was doing it. And then by the time we got out there, she'd forgotten what the name of it was. So we tried to ask people for directions. It didn't work. And then somebody else recommended one that we were heading to. And then we were like passing by this place and it's like, Chips on their menu. Why not go there instead of walking three more blocks to the other place? So we did. <laughs> and it worked out. Mm-hmm. It was very good. It's just kind of funny to be going to a uh, Czech restaurant in the middle of Ireland, but yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all works in there, right? Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And the con itself was fun as well. I didn't really say that, I guess, but we went to various panels and things. So I enjoyed their story that they did. And, Lots there of were, good wizard rock. You know, yeah, quite a bit. I didn't get to see all of it because I was, you know, going. <laughs> Pops like we're still yeah. doing that. Mo- <laughs> mostly yeah. the same wizard rock, but Wampy and actually, there were some new. Yeah, Wampy was there. Anyway. Like, there was there was a guy uh, from I think Sweden or something that apparently has a, a band. So one of the S ones. They were one of the knights, and hmm. um, yeah, there there were a couple that were like. Uh, wizard rockers from that side of the pond, so we haven't seen them before, but they've been around doing it for a while. Uh, yeah, I actually I bought saw, a CD. I saw Wompy, I saw Lauren, I saw Harry and the Potters, I saw Draco and the Malfoys. Draco and the Malfoys were there. I did not actually listen to either of the two sort of headliner sets, I guess. And, Who's the one that's frowned upon? The Remus Lupins? Yeah, he yeah. frowned upon uh, back. Really okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad, but yeah, well, it's actually kind of reminded me too. The like, side coming, but yeah, sad. It's it's, it's like with um <laughs> with fan fiction too. Like I'm getting to the point. Like we were talking earlier about how you know some people just have like this encyclopedia knowledge of the canon. It's like I find like I'm like okay, did this happen in the book? Like I'm I'm just losing it. I haven't done. I have to do a reread badly. But I was talking to Melinda about the the, the scene she wrote with Amos Diggory, and Amos Diggory was very much just like an ass, which is what we see in Cursed Child. And I'm like, wasn't he, like, decent to Harry after Cedric died? And then there's just a pause. I'm like, I read that in a fan fiction, didn't I? She's like, yeah. I'm like, but it seems so <laughs> real, because it's starting to happen. I'm only remembering the fan fiction. Yeah. It's because we get that, very then. little of him. All that we get from, you know, original book canon is that he's a bit pompous and really proud of Cedric. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And to be a fairly competent, uh, you know, ministry person, he shows up and uh, is in charge of the group that tries to stun Harry. There's uh, unforgivables being cast, or the dark mark, or whatever. When the it dark was. mark goes up, yeah, but, during the Quidditch game, after yeah. the Quidditch game, but yeah, the World Cup. Yeah. 
So, yeah, well, when we talked to Melinda last, she was writing a sex scene and was uh, not sure how well it was going. But uh, I have since read it, and I think she did all right. I think she did all right, too. It was really funny because there's a particular line, a particular part of the sex scene that Melinda included. And, like... I raise my hand and I'm like, no, no, the people who have read this, what, Sue's read it, I've read it, Danielle's read it. I'm like, I I think you might want to take this part out. This might be a a little too risque, even for you, Melinda. And Danielle's (laughs) like, oh, I think that was completely fine. And Melinda's like, I think it was completely fine. And all of a sudden, I'm the Puffa Prude. You'll know when you see it. You'll know when you see it. I felt You're it was a poor taste. Hot, hot, wait, no, 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 no. You can't say that and not share. What did you, Ryan the Prude, yeah. think was prudish enough to be considered yourself a prude? All right, I don't want to spoil her thing at all, but there's a, there's a particular scene where Melinda does a sex scene. And there's a sex scene. You don't have to talk about the character. No sex scene at all. Um, you just talk about the act. That basically, you like, I'm going to make up, I'm going to make up, like, a, um, a fake scene here, which won't spoil what anything. What is that banging noise? I'm sorry. No, it is. I'm, I'm because Danielle's not here. I'm recording in a different part of the house. And if I put my foot um. on my coffee table, it, it, it's going to metal bottom. It makes like the loudest clang in the world. But if I press my foot down on it, it will only make the clang if I let my foot up. So I'm like keeping all this pressure on it. And I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, I'm trying to think of a way of doing it. It would basically be like if, um, Hermione broke up with Ron, so Ron was really sad. And, you know, they're all hanging out at Grimmel Place, Harry and Ginny and Ron. And Ron's just really just, they're just hanging out with them. You know, the three musketeers will get you through this, buddy. I'm still waiting for this to get sexual, and now I'm getting Don't, concerned. don't, Continue. you know, whatever you do, you know, don't kiss, don't hold hands, don't make him feel bad about being single. And then Ginny pulls Harry aside. Do you want to go have sex upstairs and we'll just leave him down here? <laughs> I find that in poor taste. I'm just saying. How, how is that lewd? Um, no, I said, did I say lewd? I didn't say lewd. I said it was in poor taste. It was, you said poor taste, but earlier you said, you said you were a prude. He said he was a prude. Because I was suggesting, you know, less sex. Um, oh, they deserved it. And that's obviously not the same that happens because Harry and, and Ron, Ron and Hermione have been going at it like rabbits. It was time. <laughs> it is time. Wow. Spoilers. Spoilers, guys, for content that hasn't even been released is definitely spoilers and is not affected by the one-year rule that we clearly discussed earlier in this podcast. But hey. But what hey we, none of the stuff I just, I, I stuff I just said is actually, is actually the thing. So, What did you say? I said none of what I actually just said is actually the thing. But I know, because I'm looking at this going, um, none of that's on my chapter that I'm looking at. <laughs> when did that at? happen? But that's kind of the, the thing. <laughs> so. Seven years ago, that Ryan just lies to us nonstop. This is true. I've known that for our entire relationship. Never invite Danielle and I over to your house. We may disappear during the evening, and apparently Danielle's fine with that. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like planning, like I was thinking myself, if I ever get married someday, I'm going to invite Danielle and Ryan, but they're just going to like run off during the middle of the ceremony and she was like oh my god they were in my house for two weeks (laughs) yeah i'm thinking to myself i need to go scourgify 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 (laughs) why spoiling everything no reason no reason 
<laughs> so, Sue, what have you been up to? Well, um, oh, hey, I have a kitchen. I have a kitchen nice. that rivals your kitchen, your mom's kitchen, Bob. It's not my kitchen. My kitchen's horrible, but continue. So, okay, this was quite the ordeal. On the last week of April, so sometime well before April, sometime in like February, my mother contracted this guy to build new cabinets for our kitchen. And he said, okay, I will have them ready for you by May 5th. And then like the 1st of May, mom went, oh, I just found this really cool thing that I want to do. Maybe if they haven't built this yet, he can change it for me. So she called him up and she said, have you built this yet? And he's like, no, I haven't. And she said, can you change this? And he's like, yeah, it'll cost you an extra $900 to do it. And she's like, oh, okay. So Mm -hmm. that was like the 1st of May. He told us that everything was going to be coming in on the 5th of May. He hadn't freaking started one single thing on the 1st of May when she called him and said, hey, can we change it? And we demoed the 30th of April with the intention that we would, we took everything out knowing that we would put the new floor down and we would have the walls painted by the fifth so that he could put stuff in. We finally got the kitchen the second week of August. Wow. That's like, yeah, that's common, but that's so difficult to live without the kitchen and to live without. We haven't had a kitchen in months. And so I was smart and I said, well, we'll just bring up the trailer and then we can have the kitchen in the trailer. But the water pressure at the farm is so bad that we blew out all the lines on the trailer. So we didn't have water in the trailer either. And we finally got that fixed. And then it was 140,000 degrees here and you couldn't stand to be in the trailer to cook. Yeah. Once you do that in life, you never do it again. I know. Well, this is the second big remodel that my brother has done for my mom because it's the second big kitchen remodel because he did it in the lads edition house too. And he's his mantra right now is never again as he gets ready to remodel his own kitchen. <laughs> so, but Such it was life. The cabinets are absolutely gorgeous. The guy was slow as could be, and he didn't take responsibility for anything. He, he told her it wasn't done because she changed things. Well, it wasn't done because he hadn't even started it yet. And then, uh, yeah, there were some problems, but for the most part, everything is beautiful and just really beautifully made. He did a nice job on it. It just took him for freaking ever. But we're cooking in it and cleaning in it. And yesterday, last night, we put up the new table so we can actually sit in there and have dinner now. It looks beautiful. It looks awesome. It it goes to the house very well. And Mm -hmm. I can't wait to go back and see it again once there's no longer fire. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Fire. Fire. My parents are in the middle of a kitchen remodel, too. I thought you were going to say in the middle taking, of fires. Taking them ages upon ages because of issues with stone and mm-hmm. stone being oh, cleaned oh. and stained on accident and blood being staining, and it's been insanity. Like They've been out of kitchen for about close to three months now. Yeah, hey, that's him yeah. as us. We told, exactly. I tell yeah, them. Their, their kitchen is I not totally as impressive understand. as it used to be. But it'll be, it'll be more impressive when it's done, but not until then. Oh, yeah, so we bought um, very expensive, very expensive granite cab- uh, countertops, mm-hmm. and they came out and measured for them mm-hmm. and did this template and all this stuff, and 
took the sink that mom got with them so they could cut the sink the right way, brought them out the first time they didn't cut the sink the right way. Yeah, that happened. Took it back. We had to wait two more weeks. Brought it out the second time, put it in backwards or cut it backwards. I'm not sure which they did, but either way, they did it backwards. So they had to take it out a second time and go. So it cost them quite a bit of money because they ruined two very expensive pieces of granite trying to put our counters in. And you didn't pay uh, that. Just, just for clarification. No, didn't pay for anything. Uh, there's blood in my parents' kitchen because they do blood sacrifices on a regular basis. Right. No, 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 no. Um, the, uh, the guy who is fabricating the, uh, the stone for the cabinets and for the island cut himself on said stone and supposedly the blood, uh, stained the, uh, the stone. Though, though upon further inspection and tests, uh, testing putting blood on said stone uh, and then wiping it off and getting rid of it with normal stuff, it didn't stain anything. So we're thinking that the fabricator lied and did something and accidentally used... Because you're not you're supposed to use things like soft scrub and whatnot on it because it mm-hmm. stains the stone. Yeah. Apparently for people who work with said stone, they really fail at you know, knowing how to work with it. So that's what that's what, to answer your question. We're having a terrible time just getting our warranty and instructions. Nobody left us any instructions whatsoever to do with the countertops, like what we could clean it with, what shouldn't we clean it with. And we called them up and we said, uh, are there instructions? And they're like, no, look on the Internet. Well, the Internet says you can't put anything cold on it. You can't put anything hot on it. You can't use anything on it. You can't, you know. Yeah, don't use the, the countertops at all. Don't use the counter at all. It's just there to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stone's a pain, pain in the ass. It really is. Granite and whatnot. Undes- indestructible, but I'm yeah, thinking well, that's, they want, that's what that's what they want you to think. And so. the very first thing we did was uh, mom put down a cast iron skillet on it and left a big old rust ring. There is. Mm. Yeah, but we yeah, you need it. a lot of trivets and things. But yeah, stuff on. isn't that actually for putting pots on? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the counter guy, Michael wanted. Mom wanted a pot filler above the stove so you can just have this little thing and you can turn the water on and fill the pot on the stove so you don't have to carry it to the stove. Mm-hmm. And the cabinet guy made the piece too big and Michael put in the new hood and he's like, it doesn't fit. Why doesn't it fit? And then he realized that what he asked to be seven inches was really 12 inches and that's why it doesn't fit. So we had to have the cabinet guy come back and tear it out and fix it so that we could get our pot filler in but we have it in it works really cool so that's fun that's good as long as it works in the end yeah and hopefully it's not leaking under the house (laughs) yeah (laughs) because i haven't been down there so has anyone been watching anything good or interesting lately i haven't like watched tv since july i don't i don't think i haven't watched anything like with regularity since then i I had a friend uh one of my, uh, sorry, right. One of my moderators, uh, on my Twitch channel, she's like, do you want to watch, uh, what is it called? The blacklist with me? I was like, the blacklist. I remember the blacklist. I remember having conversations with, did we have conversations about the blacklist on here? On here you have, yeah. Yeah. I realized I only like got like about a, a season and a season or so into it, but there's like four seasons now. Yeah. So I need to like, if you, are you, are you current on blacklist? I've seen the first episode years ago. 
Oh. Yeah, so that would be no. I'll take that as not. Like current. I can't believe this. The one thing I'm current. The one thing I'm current on is House of Cards, and it's like the crappiest show. Like I'm, I'm like it, it's so bad. It's terrible, but I can't stop watching it. Um, you should catch up on Veep because it's the most. It's the better political show if you want to see what's really going on in the world. I have to catch up on Major Crimes because I love Major Crimes. I've been watching Mash because of the stupid Mash meme I put up. <laughs> Really? Because I had to explain MASH to everybody. Then I'm like, oh, that was a good show. So now I'm watching all the episodes of MASH. Guess what? There's 285 of them. Um, so I'm watching yeah, them. but they're only 30 minutes each. Yeah. But I got mm-hmm. them on the DVDs. So there's like 26 minutes. So. Oh, well, there you go. We were watching Broadchurch before Mom went away and I went away. So there's probably two or three episodes that we haven't seen. Nevertheless, she regenerated. I'm only on season one of that. I have to catch up on that. Well, I've been reading like a lot. Like I'm reading a ton of books and it's taking up all my free time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, speaking of, did you see that um, the author of The Martian has a new book coming out? I did not. What is it? Mm, I don't remember. It's coming out in November. Okay. Um, hang on. I, it's on here. And can someone tell me why Bob hasn't read We Are Bob yet? I mean, come on. It's because I'm busy playing video games. <laughs> Sorry. No, actually, so so while, while Sue that looks it up, uh, two real quick things. Speaking of the Doctor, um, the Tenth Doctor specifically, my all-time favorite childhood cartoon has come back. It has been rebooted on Disney XD, mm-hmm. Ducktales. Seriously, and, mm-hmm. and Scrooge heard McDuck. Heard about Ducktales. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck is played by David Tennant. Are you kidding me? It is indeed. It is amazing. It is so good. And the best thing about it is, Ryan, it's on it's on YouTube right now for free if you want to watch it. It's super easy to access and get to. You know, it makes it me probably, nervous. What makes me it, nervous uh, is that they've rebooted Gilmore Girls and, and Harry Potter, and they were so bad. If they screw up DuckTales, I don't know what I'll do. Honestly, like the the first episode, the first episode, which is two episodes put together, mm-hmm. I was loving it. I was laughing out loud. I was okay. loving every minute of it. Um like there's a bunch of famous. It, the only, my only real gripe is that the uh, the Huey, Dewey, and Louie have the voice <laughs> of like men and not kids. Like, but they're done by like uh, like Danny Pudi from uh, Community. Um, ben, I, they're they're basically a bunch of famous comedians, and mm-hmm. it's very well done. The t- the, the comedy is hilarious. Tenant is amazing as Scrooge, um, and. If you have an hour or 40 minutes to set aside and you want to watch a kid's cartoon, do yourselves a favor. Check out, uh, check out DuckTales. It's, I'm looking forward to the season starting later this month. So fun. Her season. I saw that he was doing it, but I, I hadn't paid much more attention to that. It's called Artemis and it is release date is November 14th. I'm going to keep plugging We Are Bob until someone else other than my wife reads it. <laughs> I will try to read it. We are re- it's uh, the the first one in the series. It's the Bob series. Uh, the first one is uh, We Are Legion by Dennis Taylor. Also, I'm going to plug again. I think I did it last time. The Bartimaeus trilogy by <laughs> the guy that wrote that thing called the Bartimaeus. <laughs> you can tell we're right on top of things here. This is properly edited. We give this a lot of forethought. The Bartimaeus trilogy by Jonathan Stroud. Mm-hmm. That name sounds both of them, if you have the opportunity to get the Audible, the Audibles are perfect on both of them. Okay. And I actually um, read another book okay. um, lately, which I'm just going to recommend. It, it was called um, Bright Side by Kim Holden. Mm-hmm. My story with this one is I 
I usually only get audibles if I'm going to listen to them. I don't like buy audibles and just save them. I buy books and save them a lot. I never do that with audibles. I bought this audible and saved it. It must have been like really cheap one day. And I forgot about it and it was buried on my audible library at the very bottom. And I found it and it didn't look like anything I would want to listen to, but I was being very cheap that day. So I'm like, I'll just listen to it. It was such a good book. The character in it is my kind of caffeine addict. Like, she does, like, three pages on the caffeine addiction of this character, and it's solidly me, down the line. <laughs> so you're admitting to your addiction of caffeine. I am. And it was actually such a good book. Uh, I finished it, like, midnight. I, I, like, I stayed up and read the entire thing. And it, I needed to, like, ever read such a good book, and you don't want to read something else right away because you want to cleanse your palate. For the first mm-hmm. time in, like, 150 books, I'm, I'm reading nonfiction just to, like, reset my palate. The book was so good. So if you're looking for something... The title of that book again was what? The, the title of that one was Bright Side by Kim Holden. Okay. It's got a giant orange cover. Really good audible. Greetings to my friend Marin uh, in the chat. Thank you for dropping by. I appreciate it. By the way, Marin, just to a side point, uh, she and I have conversations about stuff, and she always tells me I try to overtalk her. Mm-hmm. The man who's talking right now is Yo. the reason why I overtalk <laughs> people. Is because I had to learn to hold a conversation with this gentleman yeah, and four. try to make sure I didn't get talked all over. And five hello, Jazzle, how's it going? So yes, um, but speaking, I, I kind of want to I want to tap on something real fast. Uh, I'm curious to see if you are up to date at all. Um, you mentioned Artemis, and that reminded me of Ready Player One. Ooh, yes! Did you see the trailer? And uh, I want to know what you guys think. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we are big fans of a book called Ready Player One here at Point of View Weekly. And uh, it's basically, uh, some person referred to it as the 1980s boys' wish fulfillment story. But it is such a good story. Like, I almost have to say that I like it more than Harry Potter in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And that's like speaking blasphemy, I know. But uh, You know why, though? I, I, why? I figured this out. I, I recommended it to a friend of mine who, she's a, she's a 60-year-old woman who likes historical romance novels. I'm like, I have a book for you. It's called Ready Player One. It might not be your thing, <laughs> so allow me to sell it to you. And I, I sold it to her by saying, you know, the, the, the breakdown of, like, the, the, the setup, like, where you get by, like, chapter two of it about, you know, in the future, you know, climate change and unemployment recession and everyone's hooked on their devices, all that stuff. And I said that to her and she's like, okay, that's not science fiction. That's very likely what is going to happen. So oh, yeah. out there as that book is, it's completely it's not even completely plausible. It's completely probable that that's what yeah. will actually happen. Well, what's, what's interesting is like we have the technology that exists within the Oasis exists now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I rem- like I remember thinking to myself, I was sitting, I don't know, we, I think we talked about this briefly before, but I was, uh, one of my very good friends has a roommate who has a PlayStation VR, which let's be real here. PlayStation VR is a relatively on the lower end VR system. And like, Getting into that system and playing those games and doing those things, I was like, I realized two things. One, that was amazing. I mean, it was like, it wasn't the best experience I could have had, but it was like, it was like, I was like, this is awesome. But I was like, but if someone's like put, like, if Sword Art Online, like, if there's some kind of like RPG or game or whatnot, I could live in this thing. Put, mm-hmm. put me in a hospital, hook me up to an IV, set me there for the rest of my life, put the VR helmet on and let's go. Not like that. That would want to look, that's a horrible existence. But anyway, but it's just like, we are there. 
mm-hmm. in the regards to technology. But I also want to like, kind of talk about what you said. I don't know if I've shared this story, but I was at work once with a manager and we were talking about books and stuff. And he's like, so what are you reading? And I'm like, and we all know I don't read. I don't read. Surprising. <laughs> it's like I figure out how to read just uh, don't do Yeah, I know. I've seen Sword Online. Don't do it. But basically, like, I have, like, read Harry Potter and then you guys got me to read, well, listen to Will Wheaton read me Ready Player One. And so I was like, well, have you ever heard of this game called Ready Player One? He's like, no. I'm like, I honestly think you'd like it because he's like, he, was, he and I are the same age. And I was like, there's a lot of references to the 80s. And he's really into books and like in television and movies. Like, there's tons of references to it, video games. If you love the 1980s and references to it and like just you'll a great an action adventure novel, you'll love this. He's like, oh, cool. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And then, like, later on, like, so, like, later that, we were having, like, a mid-shift, and then he went, he went home, you know, he went home, and he went to a friend's house. And so he's hanging out with some people. And this one girl who's, like, a friend, a friend of, a, of his wife, he's like, she's like, hey, have you read this book? There's this book I'm reading. You have to read it. <laughs> and he's like, what's the book called? And she's like, it's called Ready Player One. And so I was like, yes, let's spread the gospel of Ready Player One. All praise be to, uh, what's his face? Okay, I, I don't want to sidetrack you, but I have I did that same kind of story with um yeah. a man called Ove or however you say Uva. his name. Uva. Uve. Uva. I don't know. I listened to it on the audiobook and I still can't do it. But yeah, anyhow I was, I was listening to My Grandmother Wants Me to Tell You She's Sorry, which mm-hmm. was by the same author, and I was telling friends about that and they were reading a man called Uve. I think that one I think has gone kind of mainstream because my mother-in-law was reading that. When you're, you and your mother-in-law are reading the same book, I find like, okay, this is not like a niche thing anymore. That's getting a little too weird. Yeah, it's getting a little too not mainstream. But back to Ready Player One, the trailer. Real, real quick. Uh, Been a while so, since so I've Jazz seen Lou it. Has, has heard of it. Jazz, you heard that the, there's a movie of it and it's freaking sad. Is there a movie? I'm not sure. A oh, man called Duva? Yeah, I yes, guess. There, there, there is. is. There is. It's, uh, there is. Is, it, is it Swiss or is it? Yeah, he's from Sweden. The Sweden. author is, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's, you can get it on, um, well, Amazon. Because I didn't realize when I started it that he, that it, it was, I, I knew nothing about it. I didn't realize it was a translation and I didn't realize that it took place in Sweden. So mm-hmm. he, what, what's the, what's the car? What's his car that he's obsessed with? This, the Saab? Or he only drives Saabs and because he's Swedish, so he only buys Swedish cars. And I didn't get that. It's like an old cranky man here only buying American. I wasn't getting it. I'm like, oh, he must just like Saabs. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. I realized like the dollars, like we use dollars, they use Kroger, whatever they use. Kroners? Yeah, it was Kroners. Kroners. It was like chapter five. I'm like, oh, I think this is Sweden. <laughs> Yeah, but so but so the the book is good. Just want to clarify that it's an excellent book. Okay, all of okay. his stories are really good. Yeah. The one about Alzheimer's is is a little harder than the rest of them. He has an excellent sense of humor, and I recommend anything that he's written. Okay, I'll, I might have to expand my reading library from the Potter books and Ready Player One, and even what was that one book he wrote? The sequel, not the sequel, but the. Uh, Armada. Armada. Uh, it was not as good. No, just, it was. Just saying. Okay, so sorry. Ready Player One trailer. Very it impressed because, like, you didn't know how they were going to pull that off. I still, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of iffy about it, to be honest with you. 
Like there were a couple of scenes that I was like, were those in the? Bo-? That's not how I pictured it. That was more of it. That wasn't how mm-hmm. I pictured it. But yeah. I mean, the problem you're going to have is the way the book was written. Everything is possible. Like you have entire sections of the virtual world that are just Star Wars planets or, you know, I mean, there's just, there's mm-hmm. so much there that to get your brain around it and actually visually interpret it, mm-hmm. it's not, it's never going to be as complete because it's, it was so, it was so expansive in the book that, that they had to somehow tackle it. I think it's going to be, kind of reduced in some people's eyes because it, they always picture it being bigger than anything you could possibly imagine. I mean, yeah, it's, it's difficult to really bring that world to life. My only, my only frustrations, like a lot of my frustrations don't lie with say the trailer, but there is a photo, uh, leaked or a photo or a production photo from entertainment weekly where it showed a picture of him essentially what a lot of people assume to be him meeting Artemis Mm-hmm. Which, like, let's be real, is the climax of the entire book, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in a random, like, dive place. That's not like... No, like, that's not right. So it seems like he may meet her ahead of time. Unless if it's somehow within... The, or maybe it, maybe it's within the Oasis. I don't know. Well, refresh my memory, because in the book it's in a van, right? Mm-hmm. No, 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 not Artemis. That's, uh... I'm talking about Artemis. I'm not talking about... Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Oh, Artemis. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's a big spoiler, by the way, so be careful of that. Um, but the other friend, uh, shoot, I forget, it. I forget his name. Um, it was like they were all listening to a big speech or something, and she was sitting in the bleachers or like up several levels from him, and he's like, Oh, you're the cool one. I want to go sit with you or something. Or am I mixing that up with Armada? That's Armada. It's Armada. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's an Armada thing. No, um, um, the reveal, the reveal of Artemis is, uh, what is it called? Uh, is it the very end mm-hmm. of the book? After the, I don't think this is horribly say, spoiling anything after the final battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but they also, they originally met, like, in the, inside the Oasis too. Like, was, wasn't there a, like, cool 80s room where they hang, hung out for a while or something? Artemis? No, Ar- that, that would be the other, that would be his best friend. Okay. His, I his thought Artemis was Artemis, in with that group too. Yeah, he met Artemis through he and meeting up Artemis in the Tomb of Horrors. <laughs> that oh was, yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm playing the Tomb of Horrors for Halloween this year. Oh, I'm not looking forward to it. Tell a side point, but whatever. Oh dear. But anyway, I'm so on the IMDb right now, looking at names. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize any of them. <laughs> We have to go back and reread this. Clearly. That's probably just as well. Well, hold on. Let's. I want to. Let's see. IMDb, and that is what Simon is Simon Pegg. I know that name. We know him. Yeah, it's Simon Pegg. Yeah, it's Simon Pegg. I don't know who that is. Um, he's Scotty in the new Star Wars films. Okay. Star Trek. Oh my God! What just happened here? Oh yeah. By the way, yeah, Ryan. I want your opinion. <laughs> Lucius Malfoy is now a Starfleet captain. Thoughts. Yes. He's not the star either. No, he's not. Which is weird. Um, I'm going to watch the first episode, but um, I, from what I saw in the trailers, looks decent. Um, this is just so weird for me because it's like so removed from the other entries into the fandom. I don't even know what to say anymore. It's I don't know how this is going to go. 
Yeah, does but that, he's a good actor. He, he, it'll be good. It'll but be does fun. that make sense if it's... But no, the thing is, though, like... Because here's the thing with Star Trek. You had Star Trek in the 60s for three years, and then it came back in the 80s, and it ran from 88 to 2005. And even though there were different shows, it was all the same producers, all the same sound stages, all the same crew. So you knew going into each one kind of what it would look like, what it would sound like, what it would feel like. Like, you, you kind of got a sense for... The, the writing and, and, you know, how, like, how it would look, how it would come across. I'm expressing this incredibly poorly, but you got a sense for what Star Trek was. You knew what these people saw Star Trek as, and they were showing you different angles of it, depending on the show, but you got the sense of what it was. Now we're in this 15 years later, you know, J.J. Abrams universe. And I know it's not the universe, but that that's what Star Trek is today. So I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know. Are they going to try and show it as dark as humanly possible to compete with Game of Thrones? Are they going to show it? They've already said they want this to be a show where like they'll randomly just kill characters off week to week just to surprise you. Like, I don't know. I don't know what Star Trek is anymore. So I don't know how he'll do. I think he's a great actor. Um, well, the main character is the girl from The Walking Dead, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Michael, who is the who is the who is the uh, the commanding officer or the first officer number the number officer, number one if you will number one. I mean the thing which is kind of crazy with it too is they always do the thing. Um, they did the prequel to the original series in Enterprise. They made a hundred years before, and the fans mm-hmm. flipped out because it had a theme song that had words in it. So now they're doing another prequel. Now it's ten years before. Um, the original series, and it looks like the Star Trek films from 2009. So it's like, I don't know how they're going to try and jive this into the Into the original sense. trilogy? Yeah, I, I don't know, because I don't the know original, how the original trilogy, the original series. The original series, and now the Klingons are all crazy. The, the Klingons are different. They reimagine the Klingons, are reimagining everything. I don't know. Then Wasn't not, the focus the uh, the Federation Klingon War? I think so, because there was an original series episode that mentioned like the four year war. And the funny thing was, is they did a, there was a fan film based around that war, and it was starring um, act, uh, the actress who plays Ellen Ty, uh, the guy who played Tom Zarek from Battlestar Galactica, um, Tony Todd was in it. Like all these big names were 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 attached to this project. And they got their asses sued by Paramount, which was kind of them coming after, like, the fans, like, the fan films Mm -hmm. the fan series. And I think the reason is because they knew they had a series coming out with that exact plot line, and they didn't want the the competition. But this will be interesting to see how they do it, because visually, it looks exactly like the Star Trek movies. The movies. Which I'm not a fan of. The Abrams-verse. The Abrams-verse, but the, the, the writers are... High quality Star Trek guys, so we'll we'll just have to see how it. They want me to pay for it. Yeah, that first episode better be freaking amazing. They want me to pay like seven bucks a month, dude, just for Star Trek. I mean, I pay that for an appetizer at my favorite restaurant because I'm freaking gluten intolerant. But like, I don't yeah. know, man, I got expenses. I, I I like how I like how the the super Star Trek nerd. Is like uh, seven dollars for Star Trek, but an appetizer at favorite restaurant totally <laughs> worth. I did. Well, I called Danielle today. I'm like, "There's no way either of us is cooking." Um, but it's like you know what? Though I was a huge Star Trek fan in the '90s, and, and now I'm yeah. kind of doing a different thing. It's like here's the thing: 
if if they if if J.K. Rowling says I'm coming out with book eight, I'm sorry about Cursed Child. I got a little drunk. Forget it. I'm coming out with book eight, like 15 years from now. We're all going to be stoked, and we're probably still going to be doing this podcast. And well, we're I mean, it's going to become point of view weirdly. But you point you know. of view, in, yeah, you point of view annual. You do you file it with your taxes, <laughs> but like we're still not going to remember where our passwords are. We're still not going to know what else to use besides Skype. We're probably still going to be using the the same editing software. I can't even think of the name of it off the top of my head right now. What's the editing software? GarageBand. No, the other one. The one I use. Audacity. 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 Thank you. I have to read down. I have a new computer. I have to download it again. And but, still, I love how we're using ten-year-old software to, to do our show. In but. fifteen years, we're still going to be using it. It'll be twenty-five-year-old software. But the 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 thing I'm kind of getting at is, we're all going to be stoked when Joe says, "In fifteen years, I'm doing book eight. Will it feel the same as it did in two thousand seven? No. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think she will. Oh, I don't say I she, I'm not saying she will, but if she did, at what point? I think she may come back to the universe, but I don't think she's going to like override. That horrible abomination that okay, is, she does you know, book now. She does the, the book. Yeah, she goes <laughs> after that. But like, is is Harry Potter going to feel the same for you in fifteen years? It doesn't feel this honestly though. It doesn't feel the same way now as it did back into. It doesn't feel the same way in two thousand seven that or two thousand seventeen as it did in two thousand seven. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in two thousand seven, like ten years ago, when we when you started Point of View, oh, sorry, Part of View Weekly, and I started Spellcast. We were at the top of our fandoms. We were like, we, we were loving it. it was, anything that came out of Joe's mouth was like the, the drippings of the gods have, have fallen to us. And oh, Joe has said something about a character. Oh my God, let's talk about it for four hours on a podcast. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that, but now it's like, now we're like, God, this, this stuff. It's like, yeah. It's so cool. I mean, we like it. I mean, it's not like we don't, right. we dislike it. I mean, unless it's crap like Curse Child, but for all intents and purposes, it's like even the stuff that would have literally I think that sent us really off our came a play because there were a lot of fans who were at LeakyCon and most of them were people who've actually gone to London and watched it. Mm-hmm. So. I'm yeah. sorry. I wonder if Melinda yeah. got tickets. Do we know, Ryan? She hasn't said she's gotten tickets. You have to get in a lottery and then win the lottery to get the tickets. And it was happening during something that she had to be at. So mm-hmm. she, I said, well, I guess Leo's going to have to do it. And she laughed so hard she fell off the chair. So uh, yeah. I think she got a friend to, to try to get him for her. Sounds like Leo. But, yeah, so I don't can know. I, can I say about yeah. Child that I, I, if someone told me and I'd like it resonated with me and I feel like I need to share it with you guys as my fellow Potterheads. What's the Harry Potter series is a mystery novel series disguised as a fantasy novel series. The Cursed Child is a time travel story disguised as a Harry, as a uh, as a fantasy novel story. This is why there's a significant disconnect between the Cursed Child and the rest of the Harry series. Potter. I read a lot of yeah. time travel stories. Like that's one of my favorite genres. It's not a really good time travel story. Like no, it's not even a good one. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Time travel stories are tricky to start with. So if you're yeah. going to use that plot device, you need to make sure you have a few things nailed down. Yeah. It's almost like the time travel device or the time travel mechanic or trope or whatever was used to like basically show off different alternate universes right. that the authors came up with. No, I love that as a plot idea. That's one of my favorite fan fictions I've read, is that exact same mm-hmm. plot. But it's fanfic 
crap. I mean, let's be real here. Like, it's a fanfic quality type of storytelling. Well, no, it, yeah, it's it, well, it's commentary on the fan film thing. Like, that was my favorite Star Trek episode too, the one with Worf in the in the alternate universes. Is, is that would be that would be awesome if someone wrote that as a fan fiction. That would be awesome. But I feel like it's we came back and this is the the last official canon we're going to get or the the first official canon we got in however many years and it was like not even a fan fiction story it was like an attempt to be like a really 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 obvious fan fiction story <laughs> like you know yeah, what I mean that's it, the thing yeah like there are great there are great time traveling alternate universe fix out there you guys and Potterfic Weekly have gone through them. We went through them at Spellcast. There's great stuff out there, but that's why they're fanfic. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it's intended to be something that is not the canon, not whatever. And so when you take it and you make it canon, you fuck over your canon. And well, it's just like, and it just, and it, and it pisses me off as a fan because it's just like, what the hell? But there's you a responsibility to make it in the same voice as your canon. And it's not even that. It's not even close to that. And that's, like, that's the thing. It's like, I know what Star Trek feels like because I watched all the shows in the 80s and 90s. That's why now I'm like, well, it's 2017. It looks completely different. It doesn't feel the same. It's like, you could take what Melinda's writing right now and say, this is year eight. And it Melinda kind of writes like Joe, so it has that kind of feeling to it. So aside from that sex mm-hmm. scene that scares all the parents, you know, it, <laughs> it, it could be year eight. And Ryan. And Ryan. But, you know, because Ron is sad, you know, you can't, you can't look at this and be like, oh, Cannon, the one where, where Voldemort had a love child and, and Cedric Drake. I mean, that line is either. itself, Ryan. Voldemort has a love child. You know how many fics yeah. I would have fucking passed on if I, if, right. if a fic <laughs> yep. had that title came across my desk at Spellcast, I'm like, fuck this, throw it in the trash can. That's I don't want to I don't want to do that bullshit. And that wasn't I even mean, like the worst part yeah. of it. Like the scene where you know it's like okay when you reopen the box. I, we've had this conversation fifteen hundred times. I feel like when you reopen the box I, and you I, say I, we're going to revive something, you have to have you know the controversy and you have to have the drama and the angst and all that stuff. So it's like, do you want to bring Star Wars back and then like blow up the Republic again? After we just got it back, see, I, I went there. I brought it over to something that you appreciate. Um, well, don't get me started about the destruction of the New Republic, but whatever. It's you know what I mean. So it's like they brought back Gilmore Girls, and now I'm really, really angry all the time. They brought back Harry Potter. He finally gets his family. Everything's fine. They bring it back, and he's having a screaming match with his son. I wish you were never born. Like it's like really, we had to bring it back for this. Well, no, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, like. The stuff I really enjoyed about Cursed Child, and holy shit, we've turned this into a Cursed Child podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The thing I like about Cursed Child is the dynamics between Harry and his son. I think of of Mm -hmm. all the stuff, I think that's the most interesting. Like, and I'm not saying drama for the sake of drama, because let's be real here. And you're probably going to figure out as a parent of a teenager someday, Ryan, teenagers (laughs) dag drama for the sake of drama with their parents. And so I think, and, and, but I think it's, and it's not just for the sense of, of just for shits and giggles. Like, let's be real here. If you were the son of Harry Potter, of course, you have a lot of shit to deal with. You have to live in the shadow of the greatest wizard who ever fucking lived. Yeah. I'd pretty be pretty emo about it too. 
I'll be emo about it, but like I'd be pretty stressed out about it too. So I think mm-hmm. so that's why that's why to me those aspects of that story they should have focused on that and found ways to interweave around that. Not a time story. Voldemort somehow had a sex scene with Bellatrix off stream, uh, off screen in book seven to supposedly have a love child to have this story make some fucking sense in period whatever. <laughs> oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm virtually. When did she virtually. have the baby again? Hey, Bob, you sound like I did before the podcast today. <laughs> but it's just like. Yeah. Brian's right. If any fanfic author, like if, if Melinda had written it or if Barb had written it or any one of the fanfiction authors in the community had t- come together with a story that is the caliber of that pod, of that, of that play, great. We would have all enjoyed it and said, this is amazing AU fanfic. But when you put it within the context of canon, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel, you know, like it was written by someone else. You know, mm-hmm. but here's the thing though, Ryan. He, that's implying, but that's bullshit. You know, Melinda Leo writes Harry Potter. Okay, she's not J.K. Rowling, but so. you would agree right. this earlier. She can write J.K. Rowling Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. do it. You don't need Joe Rowling to do Harry Potter. Right. You really don't. But I think it goes back to the statement I said earlier. At its core, yeah. what is Harry Potter? It is a mystery. It's always a mystery. Yeah. And there is no. There's there always are, something they're solving. Right. There's mystery elements within yeah. uh, within Cursed Child, but the focus of it is the time travel shenanigan bullshit. Yeah. And, and that's it, what fails. You know what I'm picturing right now is I'm picturing the very Potter musical. And very as, Potter musical does a better job of retelling this crap. You know what it is? The thing with the very Potter musical, <laughs> as non-canon-esque as it is, how obviously it's, 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 a, it's a humorous musical with Draco rolling around on the floor. Um, with breasts, like as as amusing as it is, could you imagine? Like we had fun watching it, right? Could you imagine just publishing the script of it and saying Harry Potter eight? <laughs> yeah. Could exactly. you imagine? Like there would be rioting in the streets. Like that's what this feels like. They may do a really good job. Like you might be able to get the sense from a play. Okay, these people are up on a stage. That make you know I can forgive this. I can forgive this because it, it does feel different because I'm visually seeing this on a play. So I get that this is different than the book. But like we're getting the play. Whose idiotic idea was it to sell the damn play script? Uh, someone mm-hmm. who probably wanted to make money off of it, and yeah, instead of somehow. Well, the reality of the situation is they should have done. Uh, they should have done like maybe uh, a movie of it. A movie like just basically or recorded it as a movie. Like, because mm-hmm. there's like those, those, uh, those, you can go and watch plays in, in, in theaters. Yeah, they should have recorded it and sold the, the video or the. I guarantee you, like, it, seriously, like, if you did, the like, a limited, rights or something. Like, limited, like, one, two week only in certain the- in theaters, the, you can go and watch the play, those movie theaters would be sold out, jam packed. Oh, yeah. And they may do that at some point. When it's... And, they, and they probably will, because let's be real, they can still do it. And I'm sure each and every single one of us will go pay the whatever asinine amount of money it is, $12, $15, to go watch it in the theater. Well, I will, because we'll to put the, the same conversation to rest. But, yeah. Exactly. But, <laughs> I don't know. It's I need to, like, <laughs> with a legit good reboot slash return to a series by watching DuckTales. Just, okay. Well, don't watch Gilmore Girls with every. Well, if you watch, yeah, the I know. Original. I never watched it in the first place. Total side point. Just want to give a shout out. Oh, by the way, the, he uh, was on Mash, right? the grandfather, because I've been watching Mash because the damn meme. Really? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, if you, if for those of you who are in well, chat, 
who don't know what we're talking about when we say a very Potter musical, please do yourselves a favor if you are a fan Does of Harry Potter. I'm just saying, I have, I have a couple of people in the chat who are, who are watching me through, who know me through, uh, through the through streaming means. So I don't know how big of Harry Potter fans they are, but seriously, do YouTube search a very it. Potter musical. Go and watch it. If you enjoy, uh, it stars Darren Chris before he was on, uh, Glee. Mm-hmm. So he'll always I be Harry that one out of the year too late. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway. And they've made like, Three or four different sequels to it, not all of which star Darren, because eventually he was on Glee. But yep, um, how many do they they're really all, make? Do they're they all largely great? good. The second one I liked particularly. They do their time travel plot in that one, um, yeah. and I don't think I've watched the most recent one, so I'll need to go do that. How at many some are point. there? But that one's really one? good because they actually got Ivana Lynch to play in it. How many? That was are the there? third one. There was there was. A Harry yes. Potter musical, yeah. which was originally Harry Potter the musical, but they had to change it because they were putting it up on YouTube. And then there's Harry Potter sequel, which is the one with the time travel plot and Lucius Malfoy's up to things. And then there is, um, I think there's a, a third one that I'm forgetting that has. Yeah, there's a third one with Luna and, with uh, Ivana. And then the Lynch. one that I haven't, Never, the one that I haven't was... read is Harry uh, Potter senior year, I think. Was oh, that's it, the one. A very Potter senior year. Was the deal with the second one in onwards? They did like original music that had nothing to do with Harry Potter, and that was why. Because the the fun part of the first one was you could get the soundtrack to it, and it was all the Harry Potter songs. My understanding. Well, first off, I think my understanding was that three and four were done at conventions. weren't They weren't actual yes. plays. They were done as conventions. I think they were done at, at Potter, uh, uh, LeakyCons, LeakyCons. They were done at LeakyCons. Yeah, they, yeah. they did a couple that were just LeakyCon things and like they, they put the script together and they had like first to rehearse the thing and then did it. So some of them, they were like carrying the script around. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so let's see. So yeah, it's a very Potter musical, a very Potter sequel, um, and then a very Potter senior year. And that's the one with Ivana. As I recall, okay. I think that's, I think that's the I think one I don't think I've seen completely. Um, yeah, it they've done off. a bunch of other things themselves, um, but they're not Harry Potter related. The, yeah, the, Star Kids the same stuff. group has done lots of other stuff. Mm-hmm. They've done takes on uh, Star Trek and all the like. Yeah, they just did this Oregon year, Trail. They were there for LeakyCon, and and what they did was just did basically a concert of the songs from those three things. So mm-hmm. they had fun with that. They wore. A, very vibrant gold lemme shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and then um I got a perk the other day. I backed um one of the Harry Potter the Harry Potter Alliance several years ago. And for my donation I was supposed to receive uh a Melissa Nelly fan fiction that she wrote read by Ivana Lynch. And that never happened. And so now, two years later, they sent me a little thing and said, hey, guess what? This is never going to happen. So you can pick from any of these other perks, and you can have two of them for the price of one since you didn't get it. And one of the things that I got was a very Potter Christmas script. Oh, did you get it? Yes, I do. And it is um, all about (laughs) Ghostbusters. So. And they totally tell you. Interesting. If you have never seen Ghostbusters, you have to go watch Ghostbusters before you can read this play because it will not make sense at all. Way to Ghostbusters. Their first one, but they wrote it just as the uh, latest one, the female one, came out. And basically, it's um, 
it's Marauder era, and James Potter has to defend why he says that Harry Potter uh, musical something about um, Ghostbusters is so everybody said that the different people in Ghostbusters are for each house, and mm-hmm. he says no, they're all for Gryffindor. And so he has to defend himself against Lily and Snape, no less. Hmm. Uh, it's quite fun. And then the other thing that I got was um, Patrick Rothfuss' blog. And I just have to say that man is amazing. Speaking of Patrick Rothfuss, have you seen the uh, the latest Acquisitions Incorporated? I don't think so, no. Yes. Another one? It was this past weekend. Oh, no. No, I haven't then. The no. PAX West 2017? No. So I'm good. also completely behind with the C team series that they've been doing, but I haven't been following the C team. I feel bad, but I've been busy with my own D and D projects. So, but no, I, I try to keep it at least. I want to watch it at some point, but I haven't. Did either of you watch uh, Critical Role Live? I want to. I did. Yeah, I haven't gotten to it yet. You no, have that's to what, see that's it. That's probably what I'm gonna do tonight. Now that I think about it. The the first hour of that is the funniest thing I've seen in years. I laughed and laughed and laughed. And I laugh every time. I've watched it five times. And I laugh every single time. <laughs> I'm it currently is... in the middle of watching the one from, uh, not this week, but last week. Yeah, Yeah, because this week's got canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Matt, Matt's having a, a medical issue. Oh. And mm-hmm. he could not do, in, do yeah. the show this week. Apparently couldn't hardly leave the house on Thursday, so... Yeah, he's having a no. sciatica flare-up. Mm-hmm. But, but Sam's doing a good job so far in the bit that I've watched. Yeah, Sam's was pretty good. Yeah, yeah I like yeah, him. He's, he's, he's on uh, one shot, right? Overprepared and panicked oh. and so on, but as yeah. is with most DMs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As some of the commenters on that were in the chat that I'm seeing because it does the replay, it's like mm-hmm. the, this. Uh, feels a lot more like most uh, Dungeons and Dragons things <laughs> yeah. because it's like all the people who don't know what they're doing. I'm always glad to see like D&D players not be like professional voice actors or like professional whatevers. Mm-hmm. Cause then it's like, Oh, this is how my table runs. Uh, not yes. everyone is amazing role players. When I, I wasn't prepared at all for going and playing D&D at my uncle's last weekend. Because only half of the people that I play with were coming and then a new guy. And so I didn't want to run the campaign I've been running because three of the people that are usually playing weren't there. So I thought, well, I'll just Google one shots and grab a couple of one shots and take them. And I, I ended up with two one shots that were quite fun. And so we played two nights and, and finished the one shots both nights. Uh, one was about sheep and one was about wolves. It was, uh, good, good times. Interesting. <laughs> sheep. We almost killed our cleric. They dressed her up like a sheep. She was not impressed. <laughs> no. Died. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but anywho, so the time is about seven or, mm-hmm. or ten for Ryan. Uh, I'm talking very softly so the baby won't wake up. So we don't, we don't want to wake up Ella. Don't wake um, the baby. Don't wake the baby. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we begin wrapping up this episode of Point of View Weekly? Don't catch on fire. Don't catch on fire. Don't flood in Florida. Yeah, it's good, 
Good luck to all of you who are currently being threatened by natural disasters, and uh, mm-hmm. I hope none of them ever come here. <laughs> Stay away from Canada, right? Mooney nice said guy. that uh, Canada was burning as well. Oh, yeah. hell. Yes, uh, west of me, uh, it, about about the same you know area, general area as California, but north. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, um, Ryan, when we were talking about books earlier, do you know about the Beekeepers series? I don't. I hate bees. (laughs) I know. But it's Sherlock Holmes. It's married Sherlock Holmes and his wife. Those are a lot of fun. I enjoy them. Yes. A beekeeper? Is Mary Russell. And I randomly picked up one the other day. Um, It was really cheap on Audible. His wife is Mary Russell? Mary Russell. Who is Mary Russell? It's it's. She's That's a made-up character for this series. Okay. Uh, the start, it's not, the series isn't called the Beekeeper series. The first book is uh, The Beekeeper's Apprentice, because oh, yeah, the idea true. is that Holmes retired from being a detective to go keep bees, <laughs> and then he, like, because that's a canon thing from the um, Conan Doyle books. Okay. Uh, that, you know, he was going off to Sussex with bees to study the habits of bees or something. Uh, but then he runs into this girl, Mary Russell, and doesn't realize she's a girl at first and is like surprised by how observant she is. And she's the first person um, he's met in some time whose mind works like his. And she winds up apprenticing with him as a detective and they, you know, solve a couple cases together and eventually you know they get closer and she grows up a bit and um, eventually they become a couple as well as detective partners and this mm-hmm. has been going on for eight or nine books now but oh, cool. yeah, yeah if you i don't just mind. read the god of the hive which was really good you yeah, send me a um so it's send me a good read good read rock suit to the first one i'll take a look okay mm-hmm. i haven't read that I'm, one yet but i'll, I'll i'm actually part of a a I think the only active Yahoo group that I have anymore is theirs. <laughs> and, uh, Interesting. and they, they do, they have a lot of fan fiction and such. And like the two moderators of the group are personal friends of Lori's and uh, meet, they meet at various book, like mystery author conventions and things. And uh, yeah, some good stuff. Yeah. It's a good series. I think you'd like it. Yeah. I'll definitely take a look at it. And the Bob one, I think definitely you guys would like no, I, I wouldn't read it. Is there an audiobook? There is, and it's fantastic. Okay. The oh, audible's fantastic. Excellent. Okay, so before we wrap up, I want to I wanna address something that I've... And, I, and I'm throwing my co-hosts under the bus on this, but I think that it is important that we address it because I think that the more we draw you guys in as a community, the better of a chance we're going to have. Climate um, change is real, folks. Yes, but so... Last podcast, we talked about it a fair bit, but since Ryan accidentally deleted it or his computer deleted it, none of you got to hear it. So one of the things that we're aiming to do with this stream, we, people were like, this, 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 this podcast is dead. This stream is dead. And yeah, you'd probably be right. For the most part, it is. But one of the things that we would like to do and we would aim to do is, yes, we are called Point of View Weekly, but I think the goal is to become Point of View Monthly, where mm-hmm. we're going to try to do one podcast a month. Because we figured if we can't do one podcast a month, what the heck's the point? Um, 
we're figuring out details as it went and usually we're based off schedules. It may not be always the same time, but the idea is to do this once a month. The idea, and also we would live stream it. I would probably do a better job of trying to do like coming up with a proper stream for it. So maybe we could do webcams and whatnot. If uh, my co-hosts are willing, or maybe just pictures of their faces. Who knows? <laughs> um, but but basically, the idea is that we want to bring back Point of View Weekly on a somewhat regular basis, and uh, hopefully we'll have more information for you guys that as we move forward. Um, but just want to let you guys know, we're not dead yet. Uh, and, we're not dead yet. And stuff, yeah. So, But anyway, with that being said, uh, that does it for this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. From all of us here at the Potterfic Weekly staff, uh, staff uh, headquarters, the studios in Fargo, North Dakota. I'm your host, Bob. I've been Ryan. I'm Scott. And I'm Sue. And we'll catch you guys next time on Point of View Weekly. Thanks for listening Yay. and watching. Have a great one. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. Yay. Yay. And wrap real quick, April. Um. Yes, I do have a personal Twitch channel. I didn't want to put it in the podcast because I didn't want to uh, sell out too much. But it is RS Darkcrest, twitch.tv forward slash RS Darkcrest. So just letting you know. Anyway, we're still alive. Do you want me to? Uh, probably where most of the other people on Twitch came from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Greetings to all of the, the members of the Darkcrest fam for showing up. I appreciate that. So, but anyway, um, I will be giving it, this should probably be 30 seconds. So uh, at this point, uh, live stream chat, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for participating. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys in about a month. Until then, uh, have a good one. Good night. Good night. Cool beans. And we're no longer live. All right. I will. Sorry for throwing that on you guys, but I was thinking it's it's like uh, essentially if we're going to do it, we probably might want to have other – not that they're going to keep us accountable or anything, but it would just be kind of nice yeah. to kind of, like, have people be like, oh. It's nothing unexpected. I mean, we've been meaning to uh, bring it back more regularly for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. So, And the only reason we're not changing the name of the show, I imagine, is because <laughs> poor Ryan doesn't want to probably pick up Point of View Monthly. No. So I've put a, a reminder on August on October 1st, set up podcast, and, and it will alert two days before that. So we can start figuring out, because um, we're going to try to start it at the beginning of the month, and then we have the whole month to make sure our schedules mesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will, I will let you guys know now, as ridiculous as this sounds, um, I am taking a week of vacation in October to attend TwitchCon to further my twitchy twitchness and hang out with twitch folks it's weird going to a convention and there's no harry potter being involved i'm kind of sad um that is weird but i am taking the uh the 16th through the 22nd off and i'm not even leaving until the 19th so if we wanted to do like a wednesday or a tuesday podcast in october okay. like on the 17th or the 18th i know that's really far away and i know that's difficult for the likes of the fishers to plan but I'll send out a I'll send out a, a message on the first or around the first and we'll see what we can and we'll plan because it's you're right it's a long ways off right now in that way but yeah, I mean, that sounds I can, good I can do I guess my my only request is if we do plan if we plan more than a week out I can re, excuse me, I can request off so it's not guaranteed that I'll get it but my odds of Getting something that, like, if we say, "Hey, we want to do it on the twelfth or the fourth yeah. or whatever," 
requesting to okay. see her. Yeah, to mention, I know that Danielle has schedules with her with her job, and certain early mornings mean certain nights mean more difficult stuff. So. Yeah, she works Friday through Monday. Okay. So she's like tomorrow. She's supposed to get up at five. That's why I'm like, if you if you sound like a man, I think you should stay home. But that's just me. But um, yeah. sounding like a man's always a great excuse to stay home. Yeah, just stay home. Just don't go. I should do that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> then I have to call her at work. Are you alive? Are you alive? Uh-huh. All right. So I'm gonna get going before the babe wakes up. But this has been really fun. Yep. And Bob, it has been. Bob, indeed. Even go to Audible and listen to the sample of We Are Bob. You will love it. I promise. Tell you what. If we if we want to make the seventeenth through the nineteenth our potential pot or the seventeenth through the eighteenth or whatever our potential podcast, mm-hmm. how about our homework is this book? We could do that, Danielle. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay, you guys so will like that. it. It's got a really good. Um, it, it it's really funny and it's got a good. It's I won't say it's anything like Ready Player One, but it's kind of like out there enough, like Ready Player One, that I like it. So okay, it well, have I'll have to wait till uh my Audible credit to come back. Sue, so have I um, loaned you a book yet? You haven't. Can you loan me that one? I can do that. Cool. So is is anyone else here an Audible member? I am not. So By the way, one of my Twitch uh, one of my Twitch subscribers just messaged me. Well, that was really neat. Okay. Referring oh, to that's cool. So, talk to you guys soon. Awesome. Talk to you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.